about to go off. Live from the WNSR Strike and Spare Studios. Just a bit outside. It's the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. Show me the money! Call now at 615-844-5600. Oh, righty then. Now, the McFarlane Show with Darren and Justin. Thursday afternoon to you. Yes, it is time for the McFarland Show for the next two hours here on WNSR. We're live here at Strike and Spare Family Fun Center Studio. Today, tomorrow we'll be live at Strike and Spare. At Strike and Spare itself. Tuscanum Lanes, right down the road, about a couple miles down the road. Broadcasting live there. On Nolensville Road. In the middle of the bowling aisle, right there yes. at aisle three or four, we'll set up a table. I hope we're on a lane. That'd yeah, be cool. Right there on the lane. Like, Justin, watch out. Lift up your feet. Let the ball just fly, fly in right underneath the table legs. It'll be That would be cool. Extra trick shot there. I mean, you want sound effects? Give some additional points there for you that. You want Radio Land to feel like we're at a bowling alley in the middle of the action set us up on a lane there we go that that'll be interesting <laughs> or or don't actually it's probably a bad <laughs> probably idea. not a great idea now i think about it no it was, it don't was do fun that. to talk no, about, it about it. let's not do that it's kind of fun for yeah, a minute we're not gonna do that we got another great show in store for you casey alexander we'll head over to campus of belmont well bruins have gotten hot here lately we'll talk to their head coach casey alexander coming up in about 15 minutes second hour we'll Get things started in St. Louis. We'll check in with Emma Lincoln, who's covering mm-hmm. uh, the Preds beat writer, covering tonight's game. Preds in St. Louis to take on the Blues. One of uh, Emma's favorite spots, by the way. When I've asked her about arenas in the past, she's mentioned this one in St. Louis in particular as really being uh, a, a little a little different on the list there. Oh, so a little different in. In what way? In not not the most glowing way. Oh, okay. That's what I was saying. Like, really? Oh, I've been there many times. I'm yeah, like, not, not really. the most glo- not the most glowing. Their, you wi- know, their Wi-Fi sucks. You know, s- sarcasm there. Okay. Um, okay. I wasn't picking as, up on that. My bad. No problem. As far as Emma's uh, trip to St. Louis and, and the trip to the arena there, they've done some they've done some renovating. I know they pumped some money into it. Finally, uh, I'm trying to think if I've been there since they did all that. I'm not sure. I know. When I was going, let's just say pre-renovation and pumping money into it, um, they had old signs still up. You yeah, know, from welcome, the Kill Center. Yeah, welcome to the Kill Center. It's yeah. like, oh, that was like three names ago. Yeah. Welcome to Scott Trade Center this way Scott with an arrow. Trade. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's called Enterprise now. Mm. So, I mean, so, yeah, they just. Yeah. They And, and like I said, the Wi-Fi was awful. Wi-Fi sucked. Yeah. It's like it's you can't do that today. Like yeah. today, like people want to be able to use their phones. They yeah. just do. So yeah. you kind of need good Wi-Fi. Got to make that happen. Yeah. So um, this will be the last road game in the month of January. They'll close out okay. the month uh, at home. They have L.A. Mm-hmm. on Saturday at Bridgestone, and then Winnipeg and New Jersey next week to close things out. All right. And then they'll remain. They'll kick off the month of February at home as well. So big game tonight in St. Louis. So we'll talk to Emma coming up at 
3 o'clock. It looks like the Titans are set to mm-hmm. swear in their new general manager tomorrow. Ran Carthen. Yes. At noon. Looking forward to it. So, I know a lot of Titans fans are looking forward. Everybody, this is a highly anticipated press conference here. Um, and, you know, I, I just want to, if we can't temper the uh, expectations here, this this gentleman is not going to have answers tomorrow at noon about everything. I, I know we want him to. Really? It, really. Well, that stinks. Really. He's, he's not. He's not going to have, you know, I think, you know, I just want to pump, tell everybody, pump the brakes. You know, so if we're looking, you know, for him to get up there with um, with with the roster, with the 53-man roster tomorrow, and just go, okay, here's what we're going to do, uh, you know, that's not going to happen tomorrow. But I think some fans are looking for that at this point uh, because the um, expectations or the I'm tired of waiting, let's call it that way, uh, is very high right now in this town as far as the fan base is concerned. So they want results right away. Great, he's here. Where is George Kittle? He's not com- Why isn't George Kittle coming with him? <laughs> no, George Kittle's not. Why not? We, we got – well, okay, we have to wait to the draft for George Kittle? Fine. He'll draft George Kittle in the draft coming up here soon. No, everybody's got to let this man work a little bit. It's, it's going to be a process here. It will. So they'll have that tomorrow at noon. We'll have a uh, – a healthy portion of that tomorrow oh, yeah. on the show. Oh, yeah. Um, it'll probably go pretty long. I, I'm being told that Amy Adams Strunk will be there in attendance. The question is, in what capacity? Will she just say, oh. hey, we want to welcome in our newest addition, mm-hmm. Mr. Collaborator, Rand Carthen from the San Francisco 49ers, the new general manager of the Titans. What did you say yesterday? Go Titans. Go Titans. And or, then, or Titan up. Or tighten up. Which, whichever she would And prefer. then she exits stage left. Mm-hmm. And stands from the sideline and watches with, with, um, you know, with, with glee. And just watches and is very thankful. Or will she actually be up at the table and stay there and actually receive a I question mean, or two or three? I, that, that's My not, guess is that's probably not. Really not. She's, that's not really something she's done in the past. No. No, it's not. So. I don't know why tomorrow would be very different, but, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe she's – listen, she's allowed room to grow as an owner as well. So if she's ready to take that next step and do that, then I think the fan base and the media would welcome her to do that if that's what she wants to do. Um, but at, at this point, she's shown no, no indication of being willing to do such things. No. So – I don't know why tomorrow will be different, but if it is, that'll be fantastic. Yeah. If I'm putting money, I, I would say no. Probably not. Because why would it change tomorrow? I, I don't know. Unless she just literally woke up and said, you know what? Today's the day. Today's she, the day you know, I'm listen, not going to do the canned interview. Well, you're the owner. Today, today can always be the day. True. So... As I've said before, if she just is never going to be comfortable in that in that position, in that role, that's fine. I just plead to her and the folks over there, get somebody in place who can. Okay, when big things happen, someone needs to be at a podium representing your organization, not the head coach. Okay, Mike Vrabel did not 
should not have done that press conference after John Robinson. It put him in a bad, bad spot. Head coach doesn't need to be filled. It wasn't the head coach's decision. It was a decision above him. Mm-hmm. Have somebody in place. I mean, again, as I've said before, when we talked about this. Burke Nihill is in place. I, last is. time I checked, he came on this show. And Team president. He's well-spoken and oh, pretty, very, very much seems so. like a very smart man, and very I, much I so. feel like he can handle the, that stuff. And could. if it's not, then if you guys don't feel that way, then get somebody who can, okay, and have somebody that can regularly yeah. speak when things are tough. You, 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 somebody's got to talk for the organization. It, it, would it be- can't be the head coach. I yeah I I think they were feeling some kind of way because they were still in the middle of the season at that point and you know again I, I looked at you know what what has happened in the years past with other organizations when they put their team president up there who doesn't know anything about football in the middle of a of a situation where all the questions are about football uh, and it you know it typically doesn't go very well because the guy sitting up there has got no answers so you know well what. Which player or what draft was it that put you over the top as far as letting him go? What do you want Burke Nihil to say to that? Was it the A.J. Brown trade that, that put him over the top, Burke? What do, you, what do you want him to say? Well, somebody had to be in the process. What do you mean? Had to be in the process. <laughs> what, what did, did Amy Adams Strunk just wake up that morning and, and text everybody and said, John Robinson's out? And they're like, no. oh, d- dang, okay. Thanks. Thanks for the text. Didn't realize. And everybody was just in the dark. Like nobody knew. I understand. Nobody can talk. I'm just saying that team presidents traditionally in the National Football League do not answer football on the field questions. They typically don't. That's typically not their role or what they do. So if you want to put Burt Nihil up there and when the questions are going to be about personnel – then w- I don't know what you want him to say or what he's going to say that's going to be just as equally as frustrating as him not being up there at all. That's that's all I'm saying. Yeah, well, he's not going to he's not going to say, well, you know, the Caleb Farley thing was really a bridge too far for us. Yeah. The Isaiah Wilson <laughs> thing when he drafted Isaiah Wilson and that didn't work out, I threw things against the wall right. and then I walked I down to Amy's office <laughs> and told him this guy's got to go. He's not going to say that. I mean, that'd be great. That would be unbelievable. But he's not going to say that, <laughs> even if he felt that way, even if that's what actually happened. There is a line in the building, and you know this, between team operations off the field and stuff that happens on the field unless you're Jerry Jones or Al Davis. Well, you you had to name someone to replace the guy you were fired. So Ryan Calden was that guy. If you felt good enough for him to be the interim, isn't he good enough to stand up at a podium? Well, now you're going to ask him the same questions. We, well, Ryan, how, how how involved were you with Isaiah Wilson? How well, involved were you with Caleb Farley? How is Farley? it any more how fair for Mike Vrabel? How what? involved were you with the bringing in of, you know, Jadavian Clowney and whoever else that didn't work out? How they, involved they were weren't. you? I, I, no, I'm not saying they I, were I thought they were. We don't know. No, well, we, we, we don't. don't. We, don't, right. know. we don't know. So you put him up there, you ask him the question, and now he's got to figure out, you know, well, how exactly, well, all those decisions were up to John. I had nothing to do with that at all. Well, he's not going to say that. Yeah. Well, I guess he could. I mean, I guess unless Vrabel and Robinson were the ones running the show, like they were doing everything. Then I guess maybe I'm sure they had it, input. Then I guess it's fair to but, have but, Rabel up. But there. we don't know how the thing was running. We don't. We yeah. don't know 
how it was running exactly, who was making final decisions, who was giving input, who was standing on the table for certain people, and you're going to put him in a situation was like, listen, you know, I, I didn't want to draft, you know, Isaiah Wilson. He did. That was all on him. I told him not to do it, and he handed the card to the commissioner anyway, and here we are. I mean, he, I, I don't know. You know again, you're putting these folks in – I think next to impossible situations to try and either you're going to put a team president guy up there who's not going to be able to answer the questions at all, or you're going to put a guy up there who is actually in the room who isn't really going to want to answer the questions and wouldn't benefit the organization for him to answer those questions at that particular moment. Yeah, Justin, I'm just saying they're a billion dollar business. They are. They're, it's the National Football League. Oh, yeah. It's the most watched sport in the country. Mm-hmm. And you fire a general manager. It's kind of a big deal. Yeah. It's big news. It's not just local news. No. It's national news yeah it's big it's a big ticket item it's a big news item well <laughs> and you don't have anybody that can talk i mean you know what i'm saying like i do know what you're it, saying somebody's got to represent the franchise and look this is kind of goes along the lines of calls we've fielded on this show like about right. the predators when it comes to like who who's yeah. who's deciding general manager stuff right yeah. like i and i understand what that's kind of what you're you know what you're saying again. We don't know the the dynamics. Yeah. Who, how how involved was Austin Ford? How how involved was Calvin? Yeah, yeah. How much is Burke Nihil in that whole process? I don't know. You don't know. None of us know. But we never know. That's the thing. But we, somebody's we got to talk. Under the last regime, either we we yeah. never know. Yeah. You know how involved was Rustin? Who in the Rustin Webster years? Who drafted? I, I don't know. And before that, who drafted the? Uh, yeah, but they had, they had. But I look. I'll be the first to admit what you're saying is true because they did have press conferences when they relieved those general managers of their duties. Yeah, and they had basically the team lawyer at the press conference, yeah. and he had no he idea, had no, he, no clue. So Steve Underwood at the time, Steve Underwood sitting up there, and they're asking Steve. Okay, so Steve, you know. Jack Conklin or whoever it was at the time. I'm trying to remember back to the first. Chance Warmack. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Steve, Chance Warmack uh, wasn't quite the pick you thought he would be. Uh, how big of that, how big of him not working out came into your decision today to let him go? What, what is he going to say? Oh, Chance Warmack, you know, he's a big man from Alabama. He came in and underperformed for our system, and therefore yeah, he's not going to say that. Well, he was he's a smart man. He's an attorney. He had been doing it for the Adams family for decades and decades and decades and decades. He's just a guy that's just a not out in front guy. He just isn't. He's a guy that wants to be behind closed doors. He's a guy that wants to be lurking in the back, not out in front. Yeah. And so that's the reason he didn't excel at being put there at the podium because that's not him. He he didn't he never operated that way, which I still Kind of question. Well, then, why is he the team president? Because he he doesn't like to uh, be out in because he's highly trusted and right and from the family. He's of highly trusted of the family, and he was the 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 best the best person at the time to go out and do that kind of a thing. That's all. I mean, and again, I, you, I trust me, and I understand what you're saying. I really do. I don't think you really want Burke Nihill out there along with Coach Rabel trying to answer questions about bad draft picks and bad free agent signings. Um, You know, it's just – it's not going to satisfy people as much as they might think because what they're going to say is going to infuriate you even more as a fan base because they're going to give short, incomplete answers. 
They are. They, they, that's what they are going to do. Well, we felt good and positive about him at the time, and obviously it didn't work out. Next question. <laughs> there if were, that. There was some other Titans news today. They've learned that they've got a home game in London next year. Or they've well, got a game. They've got a London. game in they've London. They've got a game they've in London. They've got one less game at Nissan Stadium than they would have had yeah, because they they're going to London. They're going eight home, eight away, and then a London game. Yeah. And which, you know, happens to every franchise at some point. So, you know, it's just the Titans' turn this time. Well, they've been there. Yes, they have. They've already they've already lost to the Chargers there. So. I think last time they were the road team there in London. I don't think they lost a home game. I, I could be mistaken with that. Um, I don't remember. I don't remember. that. That's been what? Four years ago? Four or five years ago, yeah. The Chargers game. So, mm. Buffalo will play a game in London next year. The Titans will play a game in London. The Chiefs and the Patriots will play in Germany next year. Mm-hmm. And Jacksonville will play in London at Wembley Stadium. So, here are the Titans' home opponents for 23, in case anybody is interested. Um of course, they've got the division uh, opponents, Indianapolis, Jacksonville, and Houston. Outside of that, uh, they have got Baltimore, Cincinnati, Atlanta, Carolina, uh, the Chargers, and the Seahawks, all scheduled to come to Nashville. One of those teams will go to London. Interesting. Not sure which one. Okay, a lot of news going on. We'll continue uh, that a little bit later, but when we come back, we'll head over to the campus of Belmont. We'll talk to their head coach, Casey Alexander. We'll do that next. Nashville's first curling venue is here at T-Line Nashville. Come check out T-Line Nashville and experience the world's fastest growing winter sport today. Curling is a fun and simple sport that's a perfect outing for friends, corporate events, families, or parties. T-Line also has classic bowling and modern bowling mini games. With over 20 HD TVs, you can come watch your favorite teams and some of the best food and drinks here in Nashville in the large bar and grill area. They also have an outdoor area with a fire pit and you can't forget the live music. T-Line Nashville is a one-stop shop for a great night out. Located at 106 Duluth Avenue and online at tlinenash.com. You can book your party now or give them a call at 615-439-1024. That's 615-439-1024. And make sure you give them a follow on Instagram and Facebook at tlinenash for all the news, events, and updates. T-Line Nashville, Nashville's first curling venue is here. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, this is Joe Cordell. Cordell & Cordell is a firm that practices family law exclusively. We focus on only one area of the law to maximize our strength and effectiveness as advocates for clients that have everything on the line, their homes, retirement, savings, and most importantly, their children. We're the partner our clients count on. 
If we can be of help to you, give us a call. Schedule an appointment with one of Cordell and Cordell's Nashville area attorneys. 810 Crescent Center Drive, Suite 160, Franklin, Tennessee, 37067. As a professional realtor in Nashville for more than 40 years, Richard Courtney is one of the city's top-ranked real estate brokers. He's also the author of two books and the real estate columnist for the Nashville Ledger. What does all of this mean to you as a home buyer or seller? Expert knowledge, guidance, and trust. Give Richard Courtney a call today at 615-300-8189. That's 615-300-8189. Or online at richardcourtney.com. It's the Afternoon Stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. I have not met you, Andrew, but I'd love to meet you someday. Yes, sir. What story do you want to tell him, Clay? Oh, about how you got ejected? Well, just how passionate of a Vanderbilt fan I am. He's so passionate that he is not able to attend games. Is that fair, Clay? That's fair. (laughs) (laughs) The Afternoon Stretch. Afternoon Stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. Back here on the McFarland Show. Darren and Justin here with you. Devlin is alongside. Waiting for uh, one Casey Alexander to call in. We'll talk a little Bruins with him. Talk about his team that's been hot of late. Mm-hmm. While we're in a stall, while we're waiting. Sure. There's been a whole lot of coordinators, a lot of coaches. Uh, yeah. Showing the door. I, I guess the NFL, maybe this is the, the new trend, at least for this offseason. Mm-hmm. They're not going to have, like, nine head coach openings instead. It'll be 19 coordinator openings. Yeah. Different approach. Very different approach. I think we had five openings this year uh, in the NFL, and that was about it. Um, You know, Carolina, Denver, uh, Arizona, uh, that job is still open, obviously. Indianapolis and Houston, those were the openings. And, you know – uh, so far, nobody's made a move to hire a brand-new head coach, but the other teams we thought might make a move in that regard. Um, teams like, so far, Tampa. Uh, some people were questioning whether or not Todd Bowles was going to get another year. Well, turns out their offensive coordinator, Byron Leftwich, is out. Uh, there is the OC. Um, you know, we all thought, or at least Darren heavily thought, that the head coach out there for the Chargers uh, was going to be gone. Turns out they're just getting rid of the OC and the quarterback coach. Um, and now in uh, in Baltimore, Greg Roman has uh, decided to part ways with the organization. Whatever um, that means. Whatever that means there uh, with John Harbaugh and company in Baltimore. So, no, not a full reset, just a partial offensive reset uh, and the same thing here in Tennessee. So this is going to make a very competitive OC market at this point. Um, with with a, a lot of quarterback coaches uh, should be prepping their resumes right now <laughs> because several guys are going to get promotions here. The Dolphins part ways with their D.C., Josh Boyer. So okay. their defense really crumbled, especially down the stretch. But – yeah, a lot of coordinators. Byron Leftwich, it was like the worst-kept secret ever, but it did yeah. was finally made official today. And, by the way, they cleaned house on offense. It wasn't just Byron Leftwich. They really just basically have start, they're going to start over on the offensive side of the ball. Pretty interesting. The Patriots doing a lot of interviews for an offensive coordinator. 
Okay. Sean Jefferson. Oh, former, is going to former wide receiver. Well, yeah, and on the Titans staff, and mm-hmm. this year I believe was on the Arizona staff. He was okay. All right. So they have interviewed him for the o- OC position today. They hired er, hired today. They interviewed Bill O'Brien. Okay. Hmm. We right. talked with that yesterday with Bill Keene. Absolutely. Um, I do not believe. Uh, look, Saban and Belichick are very, very close. They are. This is what Saban does. Yes. Saban, just behind the scenes, strongly encourages guys to look elsewhere. And if you need help, I'll help. I'll put in a call for you. Sure. I'll do whatever you need. But I strongly encourage you to look elsewhere. Mm-hmm. So they leave on their own. Yeah. Kind of like their defensive coordinator just – Left on his own and when, went to Ole Miss. Yeah, greener pastures. Yeah, yeah. sure. And we're just gonna. But yeah. Next challenge. Just moving on. My next challenge. Uh, moving on to whatever you know uh, the, the the great beyond has for me after this. That's all we're doing. I think that there's a real shot. Bill O'Brien is going to end up because the rumors have been that he's going back to the NFL. Yeah. And so well, I I and look, he's familiar with them. Yeah. Like I said. Um, he's been there before. I mean, so yeah. it's not like Belichick is not afraid to do the recycle, bring him back. He's like, also he's, fairly familiar with the quarterback that's currently up there, is he not? Well, yes, Were they yes, together he, at Alabama at, at the Mac same Jones, time? Yes. Mac Jones? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, so I think that's nah, that's a big selling point. If anybody can get the most out of Mac Jones, it would seem Bill O'Brien could do just that, Yeah, potentially. And here's, listen to this one. This one surprised me. I didn't even know... I didn't know he was in the league. They're going to interview Keenan McCardle. Oh, wow. Who's been – I didn't know he was the receivers coach the last two years in Minnesota. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. I didn't know Keenan McCardle was the Vikings. Keenan McCardell. Receivers coach. I mean, listen, Keenan McCardell is in the hall of very good. Now, I wouldn't put him in, in Canton, but he was awfully good, awfully productive uh, during his time down there. You're talking about one of the best – one-two combos uh, in the NFL in the last two years. Uh, two years, excuse me, 20, 25 years. Um, McCardell and Jimmy Smith down there in Jacksonville, they were trouble uh, for sure. You never could miss Keenan McCardle if you went into the locker room after he had showered and was dressed, ready to talk to people. <laughs> yeah. Because usually he was wearing a lime green suit or – purple suit um he stood out let's just say he stood out that teal worked for him down there yeah that jacksonville teal all right let's head over the campus belmont i believe uh their head coach has called in casey alexander on the line Uh, maybe he was talking with dansby swanson congratulating him on joining his beloved cubs casey what's going on hey darren how are you sorry i uh i need some readers i thought i was supposed to call at 2 30 so a little bit little behind the times here. Are you? And I also had Keenan McCardle on my fantasy team back in the day. Oh, nice. man. And he was a dream, nice. wasn't he? I did, too. <laughs> he was awesome. That was old school fantasy back then. That's right. So do you have the readers? Are you, are you at that stage? Uh, well, not often enough, apparently. <laughs> uh, <you know. laughs> uh, but, yeah, it's, uh, I'm there for sure. The big 5-0. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Well, mm. join, welcome to the club. Welcome to the club. I, I, I lasted forty-five years before I had to, to do it. So that was maybe we were about the same age when we had to go down that path. So what's going on with your team? You guys are, are red hot. 
looking good in your new conference. You've won five in a row. What do you think right now the way your team's playing? Well, I'm happy about how it's all coming together. You know, we went into the season with so many questions um, that were really impossible to answer until we just got into games and could figure out who we were and uh, where we stood. And we were we weren't a very good team early. I had a lot to had a lot to learn, but it's all coming together, um, you know, better and nicer. We've we've beaten some really good teams in this in this stretch and in this season. Uh, we've got a long way to go. Uh, as of yesterday, there were eight. Before yesterday, there were eight teams tied for first or second, all within one game of mm. each other, and we've only played one of those eight on the road. So, it's going to get a lot tougher for us, but we're more prepared than we were. I'll say that. From what you can tell right now, what what is the biggest difference between all the years in the OVC and now playing in the uh, Missouri Valley Conference? Yeah, I, you know, I hate to. I hate to say it in such a way that it, you know, that it minimizes how good the OVC was and how much we enjoyed our time there. But um, it's just a better league. I mean, you know, the Missouri Valley. There's 32 conferences out there. The Missouri Valley is typically in the 11 to 14 range. I think it's 13th this year as far as conference rankings go. And you know, and I think the OVC is 26 or 27. Uh, you know, and so it's just the caliber of teams on a game by game basis is just you know significantly. Uh, better, um, and that makes the season much much tougher. Um, you know, I would say, I would say those eight teams I mentioned just a moment ago, you know, would all be, you know, <clears throat> playing for first in the OVC. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then beyond that, it's it's just a, um, it's a more it's a much more physical league. I think it's a it's a Big Ten derivative in my mind as far as the style of play, the style of player, the way the rosters are assembled, much more physical slower tempo um and it's officiated that way that's that's a that's something that we did not anticipate i mean we it's a bloodbath every time we go out there um and we just had to get we've had to get used to it we're still not there yet but we're better than we were so is steve prom is he back at murray state right is he he is yes. okay okay yeah sat so, out he was at Iowa, went from murray to iowa state sat out last year okay and now he's back at Murray. So was that one of the? So it was weird, right? So we're sitting here talking about a new new conference, and then you just beat Murray State the other night. So an old foe. Both of you are in the Missouri Valley Conference now. Is that kind of what you guys were talking about, uh, maybe before a game when you just sit and chat of maybe the difference of playing in each conference? Yeah, I think you know we're we're both because we're on the same track. Um, you know, we we're, we're going through similar similar things, and you know we're all learning kind of what's what's needed both from a roster standpoint and um you know and resources standpoint scheduling standpoint you know we just got a lot of adjustments that we need to make so yeah we we had those conversations um you know and it is have you know the ironic part with murray yeah we've enjoyed a long rivalry with them uh and they're really our only connection to the missouri valley but they only had one player back from last year's team, completely new roster, a new mm. coach, new style of play. So even even Murray feels quite a bit different than it did in recent past. I know Casey Alexander on the line with us. I, I know in the past I've asked you this question, and I'd be curious if it, it changes or if it's always basically the canned answer. Can, how much can you learn about your team when you win close games, right? I mean, it's it's always fun to win – games where they're not contested right and you just you coast to the victory and you win by 22 that's you know that's pressure on you and everybody feels good but you also learn a lot about your team when you're in a dog fight right yeah 100 percent um i like those i like those large margins better um, me too but, yeah um 
you know, but I, I don't even, I don't know if fans do. I mean, I think our fans have really enjoyed the caliber of play that they've seen in, in the curve. It's been far less of a guarantee that we were going to win the game, although we are, I think, 8-1 and one at home right now. But we've had some great games against great teams. And, and you know, the, the level of improvement that we'll experience this year from the first conference game to the last will be significantly greater than what we have, um, you know, than the improvements we've made in the past several years. Everybody gets better as the season goes along. You know, you just experience is, is so valuable. Um, but um, but it's, uh, you know, having to do it game after game after game after game is really, you know, it helps you get better really quickly. Yeah. So what do you think something, as you said, everybody gets better now that you're in mid to getting close to late January, what, what do you think you need to continue to get better at? Yeah, well, we've learned. I mean, you know, we've always been a better offensive team than than we have defensive. Um, and offense has has just been it's been tougher to come by. Uh, we could kind of scheme our way to some baskets uh, in the past. Um, physically, athletically, we were you know we were as good or better than a lot of people that we were playing, and that's that's no longer the case. And so we've had to we've had to learn to hold our ground a little bit better on the defensive end, and that'll continue to be the challenge. Um, for us, uh, we're just going to have to win ugly more often. <laughs> Coach, I wanted to ask you about uh, just winning. You've won a lot, sir. Uh, just looking over <laughs> your record, uh, 228 wins uh, over the course of your career. You haven't lost more than 10 games in six years. You clearly have high expectations uh, for your basketball team. I just wonder how do you impress that on to new students who come into the program that this is what we expect um, when you're here, when you're coaching under me, when you're here under this program? Yeah, I think the we part of it is, is the most important part of that. I mean, it's um, I'm really lucky at this stage to be at a place um, that's one at a high level. Uh, Belmont, is, you know, is, gosh, we've had, I want to say 11 out of the 12, last 12 seasons, 20 win seasons, and, and the one we didn't was 19. Uh, you know, and so we, we just talk a lot about um, you know, expectations here, uh, people that have come before us here, um, the formula for winning here. Uh, it had been, I'm just the caretaker, but uh, the program sells itself in a lot of ways, and it's nice when you can set the bar high like that. Um, you know, winning's hard, and um, and we don't take it for granted in any way, shape, or form. But um, I know from being, you know, when I took over at Stetson, when I took over at Lipscomb, I mean, it just it doesn't happen by magic. And if you can be in a place that's used to it and just feels like they're supposed to win, um, that goes a long way. We talk a lot on this program, sir, about the uh, impact of the transfer portal on college football. I'm wondering from your vantage point in college basketball how the changes in the game has impacted you and your department, things like NIL and and, and transfer portals and such. Well, they they coincide. They're, they're, they're very separate entities in one sense but they also they one influences the other um to some degree uh you know the portal itself you know the biggest change with the portal you know happened a couple of years ago it was more so the fact that that players could transfer and play right away uh you know they've always been able to transfer and there's always been technically a portal out there but being able to transfer and play right away really changed the game because kids then you know, anybody who was on the fence in the past may decide to stay because they don't want to go and sit out a year. Um, but now that they can go play right away, well, that's that eliminates a lot of the reason not to. Uh, and then, because that's the case, coaches, uh, you know, coaches feel a lot more um, comfortable 
recruiting other players, uh, players from other teams' rosters, mm. <laughs> you know, and because because they know they can go, they can get somebody to come in and help them right away, you know. So it just it just compounds the problem, and then you throw nil on top of that, um, and that's a whole other element that um, you know that that you know that that squeaks the wheel, so to speak. And so it, it's a, it's a real issue. Uh, we don't like it. Uh, it really, really, really. Um, you know, it challenges our model. Our model has always been go get the right kind of kids that, that fit our style and fit Belmont, and our retention's been as good as anybody's in the country. Um, and so it really challenges our model. We're going to have to get a lot better to keep doing it the way we've been doing it. Coach, I appreciate your honesty. I haven't heard anyone say we don't like it. Uh, <laughs> normally they kind of beat around the bush with it, like, well, it's a challenge and we're trying to overcome. Yeah. But, you know, you're straight up, you, you don't like it. Uh, that, that's strong language. Excuse me for harping in on it. It's it, I haven't heard that. Most guys kind of take a more diplomatic route. Well, I mean, I think, I think we all have to um, say the right thing in the sense that we, you know, we want the players to have the freedom that they, you know, they should have and, you know, that sort of thing. But I don't, I don't think it's good for – I think it's good for them. I don't think it's good for anybody else. <laughs> I wanted to ask you about uh, the Curb Event Center in particular. You talked about it a few moments ago about the home court there. Uh, I know for a fact there were other universities who have come in and looked at the Curb Event Center as a model for their new arenas uh, down where they're building them. Uh, it's hosted two presidential debates in addition to being a place where they play incredible college basketball. How special of a place is that um, for you guys? And it's really a, a kind of a historic place that's quietly historic, though, uh, over there at Belmont. Well, it's been good home for us. Um, I can say that. And really for a lot of reasons. I mean, you know, on one hand, it's just brick and mortar. Uh, and again, you know, the more you win games, the the more everybody likes it um, because you, <laughs> you you want to say that it's the building. Um, but um, but you know, Belmont has always done a great job of making it um, a really fun environment to watch a game. Uh, families can come, kids can come. Uh, it's a safe place. It's you know, it's, there's there's not a lot of trouble around. And um, you know, so so just the whole and then marketing and excitement in the game must you know is it, getting better and better all the time. So it, it just it's become a really good place. It's clean. It's nice. There's not a bad seat in the house. Um, it's not too big. It's not too small. You know, so it's it's been a really good place for us. Coaches are deemed a lot smarter too with a lot of wins. You know, that works for sure. too. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yep. I did want to ask you on the way out because you know you're a program that typically has been able to keep your players from beginning to end. You don't have to really deal with this whole one and done and all that stuff that, that other programs do. But you're also getting some production out of young guys. It's not like, well, okay, just wait till your junior year before we need you to shine. Just sit and wait. you got some, some young some young guys right now that are contributing, aren't you? Yeah. I mean, two of our top uh, maybe three or four scores are, are true freshmen. Yeah. Uh, I know two of our top three most used players, if you look at analytics and everything else, are freshmen. And so – some of that uh, was a necessity. Um, we just lost so much last year through graduation, and then, and then we lost two in the portal ourselves last year. One of which was a freshman, um, and so we had to have some guys come in and play right away. But uh, we knew we had some good ones, and um, these guys have been really, really steady for us since the beginning. One of them has started, gosh, all but two games this season, I think, and the other one started maybe seven out of our twenty. Mm. So. Well, I know you've got Bradley on the road on Saturday, and you had uh, a close one against Bradley at home 
earlier in the year where you guys came away with a three-point win. Continued success. Go get them on Saturday, and we look forward to talking to you soon. Thanks for doing this. I appreciate it. Glad to connect with you guys. Thank you, sir. That is Casey Alexander, Belmont Bruins head basketball coach. Just to kind of put an exclamation point on what you're asking about the Curb Event Center. Yeah. They're 161-17 and in conference games. Jeez. At the Curb. Jeez. Let me repeat that. 161 and 17 conference games at the curb. 81 they went 81 and 5. Yeah. In the OVC. Yeah. At home. That's that's pretty dominant. Here's another pretty cool stat. Yeah. Gonzaga, mm-hmm. Kansas, mm-hmm. Oregon and Belmont. Only programs to win 20 or more games in 12 straight seasons. Yeah. Only those four programs in the country. Now, remember, Division One basketball has, what, about 335? Yeah, something like that. Division One basketball programs? Yeah. Something? I mean, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's not like football. No. It's like triple the size of football. Yeah. Yeah. Those four programs. Belmont is with Gonzaga, Kansas, and Oregon. Belmont is quietly uh, an amazing machine over there in South Nashville. They really are. Yeah. We'll come back. Your phone calls the rest of this hour, 615-844-5600. More of the McFarland Show next. Are you tired of your current vehicle? Maybe looking for a new or pre-owned vehicle? Hey, guys, it's Zach. Hayes Nissan of Rivergate is the best choice for your vehicle needs. Located at 1550 Galton Pike North in Madison, Hayes Nissan of Rivergate has been serving the Middle Tennessee community for over three decades. That gives you confidence that Hayes Nissan of Rivergate can find the perfect vehicle for your lifestyle and your budget. Their friendly and knowledgeable staff will make sure you are taken care of. I should know because I've seen it firsthand. Every vehicle I've purchased has been from Hayes Nissan of Rivergate, and I love the entire process. Now, I don't want you to forget about their award-winning parts and service department. It has everything you need to get you back on the road. Go visit them on the web at NissanofRivergate.com. They're open there 24-7, 365 days a year. Or give them a call at 615-865-7220. Again, that number is 615-865-7220. That's Hayes Nissan of Rivergate, where your dollar always goes farther. Prescription products require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. Subscription required. Hey guys, did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same but is 90% cheaper? And you can get it online? Just go to 4hymns.com slash joy. At Hymns, you'll get a free medical consultation, discreet shipping if prescribed, a 100% online process, and trusted generic alternatives to the biggest brands at 90% off. That's right. Get generic for Viagra, the same active ingredient as brand name Viagra, but 90% cheaper. It's the same medication you get from your doctor, but with zero copay, no expensive appointments, and no awkward face-to-face conversations. To start your free online visit, you need to go to this exclusive address, 4 slash joy. That's 4 slash joy for your free online visit. F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash J-O-Y. 
golfers. Tee it up this Thursday through Sunday at Edwin Watts Golf Shops for the Callaway Fitting Event and be the first to score the new Paradigm Woods and Irons. The woods are engineered with forged carbon to maximize distance and forgiveness. The irons feature a forged face for increased launch speed and spin. A new paradigm in performance. Go to WorldwideGolfShops.com and reserve your free custom fitting experience happening this Thursday through Sunday. Edwin Watts Golf Shops, home of the 90-day satisfaction guarantee. Exclusive National Sports Radio, WNSR, Skyscan Forecast. Today is going to be sunny and windy with a high of 66, winds gusting to 40 miles per hour. Partly cloudy and brisk tonight, low 34, winds gusting to 30 miles per hour. Sunshine for Friday, high 48. Utilizing the resources of the Willowbug Network on National Sports Radio, I'm WNSR's meteorologist, Jim Rinaldi. Sports Radio, WNSR. Back here on the McFarland Show on this Thursday afternoon. Another gorgeous day here in Middle Tennessee. Very windy. Almost too gorgeous, if you well, ask me. Be careful driving in all seriousness. It is yeah, really, rough stuff, really yeah. windy. You've got maybe a lighter car. It'll blow you around. <laughs> I'm not kidding. It's aggressive. It doesn't have to be a lighter car. It could just be a high-profile Well, you're right. Car. I don't have a light car, yeah. and it's blowing me around. The cars with the higher profile are more likely to tip over, so that's why you know people with minivans, especially and things like that, without wide bases, you got to be careful. That that top-heavy will get you on, on windy days like this. Yeah, you really I, can. I drove in the tour bus today, and mm-hmm. you know it was, it was tough at times. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'll Typically, I would drive it tomorrow when we're going to, you know, Tuscan Lanes. Sure. But I'm, I drove it today. Yeah. I won't drive it tomorrow. Get your practice in. Yeah. We're at Strike and Spare tomorrow, by the way. Uh, Greg Pogue and John Burton, their show will be there from 9 until 11 in the morning. We'll be there from 2 until 4 in the afternoon, just a couple miles down the road on Nolansville Road. 615-844-5600, 844-5600. Let's go over to Nolansville. Tony is up next. Tony, what's up? Good afternoon, guys. Good afternoon. Uh, you're right. You're right about this wind. I drive a big expedition, and you either go big and get blown around, or if you're in the smaller cars, you get blown around. But uh, I guess with my size, with the driver, you know, sometimes it anchors it down. So uh, <laughs> honestly, that Tony, <laughs> that's why I'm bringing it up because you know, since the holidays, you know, I've never tacked on a, a pound or two extra too, and it still was blowing me around. So yeah. <laughs> With you. <laughs> it is. Uh, it was really a good segment with uh, Casey Alexander. I tell you what, I've watched him, you know, uh, evolve into this coach that he is. And I think he's a great guy. And he's a class act. And if anything, whatever becomes of stack over at Vanderbilt, if they finally cut that tie, if that does happen, I think they got to look at Casey down the road. I think this is one guy in this city who could bridge the fans who have departed Vanderbilt. I think basketball-wise, he could bridge that gap between Vanderbilt and the administration and the fans and bridge that back together and create that fan base again that what Memorial Magic once was. Y'all agree with that? Yeah, I mean, sure. I, I don't think that, you know, Vanderbilt is anywhere near close to to looking at a coaching change. 
Um, oh, I don't either. I don't either. So, but when it, it's going to come to that, it's going to come to it. Uh, well, he does. Look, if, uh, I, I like Jerry Stackhouse, but we've talked about it on the show. I mean, he, he definitely is. I, I think the to me the the thing that is missing. I think he can coach. I think his kids play hard. I think do. he needs to get out there. And my personal opinion, I think he, eye. I think he needs to be out there a little bit more, and that is in the community or and also recruiting. I mean, I if he had the players, even more players, I think they would be a force. I, I don't, I don't know how hard he's hitting the recruiting front. That's just my opinion. Darren, it's well documented that he don't like recruiting. He don't like it. And uh, you got to, uh, hello. That's the way your players come to you, you know. And uh, and I'm I'm behind him. He's a Vanderbilt man right now. I'm behind him. And uh, but I mean, just with that being said, it's just you know we we talked two days ago. Vanderbilt needed that win. It's the time to maybe go knock off Alabama. They played hard. They played good at times. But then again, you know. At the bottom, at the what's the phrase? At the end of the day, it was an L, and mm-hmm. his record is not very, very pretty in the conference nor overall. But I do know we gave him a extension on a contract. Why I don't know. Last year, so that uh, that's just something that, but that's just something I think Vanderbilt ought to look at is looking at Casey. One other thing I wanted to ask y'all about. I get off here. It's isn't it intriguing, interesting, uh, uh, quizmatic, if you want to call it that, uh, why Eric the enemy cannot get a head coaching job? I mean, his name comes up every time something pops open, and he don't get the head coaching job. And then when Colorado, his alma mater, where he was all-American, all-everything at, come open, they didn't even look at him. They went to Dion. I, I, I just wonder what's beyond that. And I'm going to let y'all talk about it and hang up. But it is something that has been pondered, and I've heard others talk about it. Is he not a good interviewer or what? And, but it's just something why he can't get a, a head coaching job. So okay. I'm going to let y'all go on that, guys. We will Looking definitely weigh in. You tomorrow. Yes, sir. Thank you, Tony. <laughs> Thank you, Tony. We'll weigh in uh, on the other side. Uh, also, your phone calls welcome eight four four fifty six hundred. More of the McFarland Show next. It's never a bad time to have a good time at Strike and Spare Family Fun Center. And that's exactly what WNSR Nashville Sports Radio will be doing Friday, January 20th. With not one, but two shows broadcasting live from Tusculum Lanes on Nolensville Pike. That's right. The Greg Pogue and John Burton Show from 9 to 11. The McFarland Show with Darren and Justin from 2 to 4. Both shows broadcasting live from Tusculum Lanes. And you're invited to come bowl, eat, drink, and just hang out with the guys and WNSR listeners and receive a discount on bowling and food during the broadcast. That's Friday, January 20th. The Greg Pogue and John Burton Show from 9 to 11. The McFarland Show with Darren and Justin from 2 to 4. Two shows, one location, one station. Broadcasting live from Strike and Spare Tusculum Lanes. Located at 5315 Nolensville Pike. Friday the 20th. On the road, on the air, and everywhere. With WNSR. Nashville Sports Radio. They 
they say they'll get your biggest tax refund. Jackson Hewitt says your biggest tax refund guaranteed and a chance to double your tax refund. Thousands in weekly prizes during the Double Your Refund sweepstakes. Your biggest refund times two, twice the money. So forget about them. File your taxes on the double at Jackson Hewitt today. No purchase necessary to enter or win. Open to U.S. residents 18 or older who file a 2022 federal tax return. Promotion ends 4223. Visit jacksonhewitt.com for rules. Hi, this is Joe Cordell with the law firm Cordell & Cordell. When the prospect of divorce becomes a reality, you need a partner that you can count on. If you're a man in this situation, consider contacting Cordell & Cordell. We've helped men navigate complex legal matters for 30 years. Contact Cordell & Cordell to schedule an appointment with one of our firm's Nashville area attorneys, a partner men can count on, 810 Crescent Center Drive, Suite 160, Franklin, Tennessee, 37067. Online at CordellCordell.com. As a professional realtor in Nashville for more than 40 years, Richard Courtney is one of the city's top-ranked real estate brokers. He's also the author of two books and the real estate columnist for the Nashville Ledger. What does all of this mean to you as a home buyer or seller? Expert knowledge, guidance, and trust. Give Richard Courtney a call today at 615-300-8189. That's 615-300-8189. Or online at richardcourtney.com. It's the Afternoon Stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. I have not met you, Andrew, but I'd love to meet you someday. Yes, sir. What story do you want to tell him, Clay? Oh, about how you got ejected? Well, just how passionate of a Vanderbilt fan I am. He's so passionate that he is not able to attend games. Is that fair, Clay? That's fair. (laughs) (laughs) The Afternoon Stretch. Afternoon Stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. Ironically, I think I brought this up on Monday. And remember, Tony said he was traveling with his wife and they Mm -hmm. weren't listening. So, ironically, Tony, I actually addressed this on the show on Monday because it's something that bothers me. Because I think it's laziness by the media. Because this person's saying it and that person's saying it. And on Twitter, they're saying it. And on shows, they're saying it. So, I'm going to follow the masses, and I'm going to be lazy, and I'm going to say the same thing. And I'll ask you the same thing that I brought up on Monday. I would, I would love to ask anybody and everybody that say, I don't understand why Eric Bieniemy doesn't get a head coaching job. Well, I'll ask you, what, what, why do you think he deserves one? Because what? Because you know of his work ethic? Because of you know what he's like during games? Because you know what he's like during the week. You know what he's like in meeting rooms. You know what he's like as a person. Because you know what? What What do you know? What What do you know that we don't know? That So just because everybody says Eric Bieniemy should be a head coach, well, why don't you think anybody's hired him? Well, don't you think there's a reason? That's Possibly. The, that's the question people are asking. I, why hasn't anybody well, right, hired him? Well, but, I but again, I mean, there, there. there's – there's hundreds of Eric Bieniemy's out there that deserve a head no, coaching job. No, sure there hundreds are. of Eric Bieniemy's. Sure there are. Man, hundreds of people who've been an offensive coordinator in the football league for you know forever like this, who've had the success as the OC that Eric Bieniemy's had. That's not everybody. The success of Eric. B- Everybody's won the Super Bowl as the offensive coordinator. How many oh, people have done that? Okay. 
How many people? How many people coach Patrick Mahomes? How many people did that? Uh, okay. How many it's people? Patrick, how many so people who's have operated credit for that? Eric Bieniemy or How many people have operated under Andy Reid for Reed. several years? How many right. people do that? Yeah. Look. And look, the last people who did do it under look, him have moved on to jobs. Matt Nagy moved on to jobs. Yeah, I'm just saying, don't Darren. Give, don't give me all that stuff. I, I'm, I'm dude, just saying. Why you asking? Like, oh, there's a bunch of these dudes walking around. Just stop. You know. Stop it. Okay. Just stop it. You the one who asked the question. No. Exactly. And I want to know why everybody's saying he deserves a job. That's because why. Because of his resume. His resume. There's a hundred people Patrick like Eric Rick and Mahomes and Andy Reid. His resume. Oh my bad. Did, that stop, did that stop Mike Nagy from getting the job? Tell me why he, he was under been him too, and he got hired. Why has he, he got been a job? Hired? Why did Matt Lafleur and these other guys get hired why? under what? I don't from know. where? Well, yeah, there's a bunch of guys an idea, who coach under who coach under maybe Aaron Rodgers. They interview better than him. Who How coach about under that? Aaron Rodgers? They get a job. How about they where interview better? Where did the guy better? from from the Chargers come oh. from? How many successful? Where did oh. he come from? What did he do? Maybe they Nick interview Sirianni. better. Nick maybe Sirianni. they're better. What did Nick Sirianni do to get his job? You know, it's it's, it's very subjective. Yeah. That's, I, look, that's all. It's I, just very subjective. It's laziness. So you ask the question, well, what did he do? by the media. He that's what it same, is. He did it's the same laziness. as everybody else did. It's laziness. Oh, everybody's saying it, so I'm going to jump on and say it too. You know, I got the that The bottom part. line is nobody has a clue. No. And so they're just like, it's hey, hard to say. it's a cool topic because everybody else is talking about it, so I'm going to be no, lazy and I'm going to do it too. I agree with that. Okay. I'm just saying that, you know, like, what did he it's do? Laziness. Like he's Like he's not a special, like he doesn't have a special resume no, compared I, to everybody else. What did I say on Monday? I want somebody to come to me and give me hard facts. This is what I know about him. This is why he should be. But you know what? I haven't had anyone tell me that. You know what? Know. He's the hardest working guy in the building. He's the smartest dude I've ever been around. He's the coolest dude. He's the best dude I've ever been around. I have no clue. But yet, there are none of those stories. It's just everybody going, I don't understand why Eric Bieniemy doesn't get hired. Well, you ask, you tell me. Tony asked the question. Colorado, he's one of the, he's one of them. He is? He is one of the best buffs ever. Yeah. Why didn't they hire him? He's got some baggage there. Oh, Okay. So should that factor into any of this? Apparently it does. I, I'm not saying <laughs> – look, I'm not saying it should because that was a long – That was a long time that ago. That was a long but time ago. But could that play a factor? I don't know. Look, I'm just saying that, that you be, know, everything didn't end on the up and up when he was there in Colorado. If this guy has – what's that been, 20-something 30 years, 30 20, years 20, ago? 20, 30 years, yeah. yeah. If that's the reason, like to me, then come on. I'm not saying it is. I'm but, just saying. But – do we know that everything's been squeaky clean in the last 25, 30 years? I don't know no. that. I don't know that. But we don't know that about any of these guys. No. No. You're right. But there is baggage. It's not like he's squeaky clean. There's some baggage but, there in but Colorado, what, especially in Colorado. But 25, 30 years ago, like that's really the reason you wouldn't bring back your own? Mm-hmm. If he's so great and everybody's saying he should be a head coach, why wouldn't Colorado do it? Oh, because of something 30 years ago? Maybe. Really? Or maybe he doesn't want a college job. Well, I mean, maybe. how do we know Colorado didn't call him? Maybe. I mean, do we know that for a fact? Do we know Colorado's president didn't pick up the phone no. and call Eric Bien- no. me He was like, nah, I'm good. Well, I mean, I would think it would get out there. When well, If we if we you're Colorado, wouldn't you be like, of- hey, we tried, man. <laughs> well, now when you get Deion Sanders soaking up the oxygen, I, I mean, yeah. I don't know. I know. We'll see how that plays out. All right, we'll come back. We'll head to St. Louis. We'll talk with Emma Lincoln. We'll do that next.
ABC News, I'm Tom Rivers. Today, the U.S. is on track to reach its debt ceiling, a $31 trillion cap that Congress either has to raise or suspend to avoid defaulting on the government's bills. Republicans are calling for spending cuts, while Democrats and the White House are pushing for a debt ceiling increase with no conditions. Without that increase, the Treasury cautions it will turn to extraordinary measures, such as cutting payments to some government employee retirement funds, buying time for just a matter of months. Justin Finch, ABC News, Washington. Also later today, prosecutors will announce charges in the Rust movie set shooting that killed cinematographer Helena Hutchins and raise questions about whether actor Alec Baldwin pulled the trigger. New Zealand Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern says she's stepping down ahead of this year's election in October. Praised for her handling of the deadly Christchurch mass shooting in 2019, this is ABC News. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com work. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them for you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job in ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. And now you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free at ZipRecruiter.com slash work. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash work. ZipRecruiter.com slash work. Are you looking for a trusted partner who knows AT&T business inside and out? ABS Communications is an organization built on the premise that telecom solutions and working with companies like AT&T can often be complicated and the customer needs someone to help them navigate through these complexities. They make complex simple. Whether it's helping maintain, manage, or secure your business, ABS Communications is here to help all your business telecom and mobility needs. Their business was built with the goal of simplifying the process of connectivity for the customer and establishing a long term relationship of trust through transparency and accountability. ABS Communications is a top five AT&T authorized agent with over 200 years of AT&T technical experience. You can call Mark and the gang at 615-349-8588 or you can visit their website at abscomcomm.net. And remember, mention the McFarland Show to ABS and you could get up to $250 in a Visa gift card for new ABS business customers. You can't handle the truth. It's about to go off. Live from the WNSR Strike and Spare Studios. Just a bit outside. Now back to the McFarland Show with Darren McFarland and Fox 17's Justin McFarland. Call now at 615-844-5600. Alrighty then. Now the McFarland Show with Darren and Justin. Second hour of McFarland Show here on this Thursday afternoon. Darren and Justin here with you. One more hour to go. Strike and Spare Family Fun Center Studio here on this nice but very windy day. Tomorrow will actually be at Strike and Spare just down the road. The Tuscan Lanes 
on Nolensville Road, a couple miles down here from the radio station. So we're looking forward to that. Mm -hmm. Craig Pogan, John Burton will be there from 9 until 11 in the morning. We'll be there from 2 until 4 in the afternoon. Good way to close out the week. The Predators are going to close out their road schedule in the month of January tonight in St. Louis against the Blues. Final road game in the month of January. Emma Lincoln is standing by. Predators beat reporter. She now joins us. Emma, how you doing? I'm good. How are you guys? Doing fantastic. See if uh, the Predators can keep uh, this week nice. Two good wins at home um, on Monday and Tuesday, and we'll see if they can keep it rolling tonight in St. Louis. Yeah, yeah. These are, you know, we're getting to the point in the season now where every point counts even more, especially when it's a division point uh, or two points, hopefully, (laughs) tonight. So hopefully we can keep it going and uh, get back home. Michael McCarron um, has completed his – player assistance program and uh, is back with the Predators. They put him on waivers. He cleared that, and they have put him back in Milwaukee. So good to hear that um, everything has gone well on that front, and uh, hopefully he'll be playing hockey real soon. Yeah, yeah, we're all really happy for Mac. Uh, I talked to him briefly yesterday, and he's in really good spirits. He's really excited to get back and you know, the process of putting him on waivers is more of a formality so that he could clear. And as you said, go back to Milwaukee, the idea being that he hasn't skated in over a month at this point. So just get him some reps in in the AHL, get him back to playing shape, and then and then we'll go from there. The goaltending play has been fantastic. You see, it was good on Monday night, Kevin Lankinen in there Tuesday night against Columbus. Um, they won both games 2-1, to one, so the scoring – still down um, compared to the rest of the league. But the way they're getting play in net right now, um, that's fantastic, right? But you you can't depend on that the rest of the way. As you mentioned, they're in the second half of the season now, and they're going to need to help their goalies out and start scoring a little bit more and even help out uh, with the play in front as well. Yeah, for sure. And I think, you know, not to not to discount the goaltending, as you said, it's been fantastic. And um, a few of the guys have said to me at various points throughout the year that, you know, as long as you have good goaltending, that's always going to give you a chance to win. So they always have a chance with whether it's Juice or, or Lanky and Net that, you know, they've been really standing on their heads for this team. And, you know, we've seen some kind of, inconsistent efforts maybe that's one of the biggest things that coach John Hines has talked about is seeing more consistency out of this team whether that's consistency with the offense or consistency with you know playing a full 60 minute game Um, so the the goaltending is the one thing that has been really consistent for this team all season and like you said we uh, at this point you know we're playing St. Louis tonight and Last time we saw St. Louis, they won uh, one nothing overtime mm-hmm. win. So yeah. Not exactly a lot of offense in that game. So hopefully, uh, hopefully we can change that tonight. Cody Glass has been rewarded playing uh, on that first line with Duchesne and Forsberg. What what are you seeing out of him right now, where he continues to thrive currently? And uh, you know we've been kind of waiting for this this Cody Glass you know, moment where he kind of breaks through and and hopefully he can continue, right? That's the biggest thing is 
being able to continue to do that at this rate night in and night out. Yeah, you know, Cody Cody is obviously he's a fan favorite for a reason and it's so great to see him thriving like you said and really kind of achieving his potential as a top 6 center, which is what he was always supposed to be. You know, he was they tried him out on the top line earlier in the season, did not go as planned and um you know, I think the tendency maybe from the general fan base would be to see that as like, oh, he played one bad game and so he's being banished to the third or fourth line or he's being scratched as a punishment. And that's that's really not true. I mean, if you look at what Coach Hines said about Cody back when they tried him on the first line and it didn't work out so well, you know, he said Cody was playing like he was afraid to make a mistake. And you're not putting your players in the best position to succeed if you're if you're giving them something that they're not ready for. So all it was is, you know, getting him more reps and allowing him to build that confidence, build that chemistry with the other guys, the other guys on the top six. And, you know, Cody is one of the hardest workers on this team, hands down. And, you know, he's never, if you just look at his track record with, whether it be injury or, you know, being sent down to the AHL last season or what have you, you know, he uses every single little obstacle that's thrown at him. He uses that as fuel to kind to keep going and to get even better. And you're really starting to see that confidence showing up in him now. Um, and, and it's great to see. He even said the other night, you know, it's, he said, I know that I deserve this, and I know that I deserve to be here, and I know that I can play with players of the caliber of Philip Forsberg, Matthew Shane, and, and you know now we're seeing him back that up with the way he's been playing. So it's been really special to watch. This is a really important game because these are two teams that are kind of battling for the same spot, right? I mean, I don't really think – I don't really think these two are both going to get in, right? It feels like somebody's going to need to be better than the other. Uh, when you look at the Blues stats, they're kind of just, you know, middle of the road or below average in a lot of categories. And I know you, you, you know how this works. You get in there. You don't. I don't know how much, how many people you've talked to, but just maybe the vibe. I wonder what they're saying there. Maybe you, you do have a little insights on this. It kind of feels like this is going to be an important month and a half before the trade deadline for really both teams, but I'm going to bring up St. Louis right here because if they're not in any better shape, Emma, or actually fall back uh, more in the standings, I kind of feel like they may be sellers. And when I say that, sellers in a big way, like you may see a big name or two maybe get, you know, shipped, shipped out. Like Tarasenko, how long have we been hearing the rumors? Like It kind of feels like, Tarasenko has kind of been that guy where the last couple of years it's like, really, are they going to trade him? But this year it kind of feels even more real than it has in the past. Yeah, you know, like like we've been saying, it's an important time of the year. It's a very telling time of the year uh, for for any team and and especially like any division matchup like this, whether it's. St. Louis or any of the other teams in the Central Division are going to matter that much more, especially, you know, you look at the Central Division standings, I think the Preds have 48 points and St. Louis has 47. So they're right there with them. And so this is 
as I said earlier, the point where every every win counts, every point counts, especially within the, the division. And as far as, you know, trade deadline, it's still, as I've said, very early, very early to tell on anything like that. The one thing you mentioned, Tarasenko, which, you know, brings up a bigger point about St. Louis is that this is a really banged up team. Some of their biggest names are on IR right now. And so you have guys like Jake Neighbors playing in the top six for St. Louis. And, and, you know, he wasn't even a regular NHL guy last year. So I think that is something that hopefully the Preds can use to their advantage tonight. Um, You know, as this is a team that's dealing with, injury to you know its top players and top veterans there so that also to your point could make those players harder to move at the deadline um so you know we'll just kind of have to see what happens there emma how important is it for this team to win games they're supposed to win you know winning games against teams who don't have it would seem as much talent or not having a great season um, I think if you asked anyone on the team that to them it, it doesn't matter. They, you know, their job is to win regardless, and they need to beat any team that is iced against them. And you know, yes, it's big. It's big for you know to kind of get wins against maybe struggling teams. Like you said, it's more of a, a morale thing. But I think, like I said, what's more important to these guys is just getting a win. Period, especially against a division rival. That's what matters most. This team is extremely streaky. I'm just going to say it. I'm not saying it as as an opinion. To me, this is it's a fact now. This team wins several games in a row and then loses several games in a row in bunches. Uh, and, and it's just uh, it's it's kind of just when you think they have turned the corner and we are finally on the way to securing seven, eight, maybe even sliding up, and then all of a sudden they. It, uh, uh, and I'm sure it's extremely frustrating for the guys as well. Any explanation from them even about why they can't string together uh, and be more consistent. And I know they're working on it. Yeah, that's, as I said earlier, it's kind of one of the biggest themes. If you talk to any of the guys or the coaches at this point is, you know, they need to, to string those wins together, like you said. And, and we've seen that they can, as you said, they've had some hot, runs hot streaks already this season so we know they can do it it's just a matter of you know the one of the most common things you'll hear them say is that you know maybe they they get away from their game a little bit they get away from their identity a little bit and it you know it has been hard and they're never going to make excuses um so maybe maybe i'll make the excuse for them (laughs) because i'm not the one playing but i think you know They've had a really tough schedule, um, you know, especially with the the road and the travel schedule they've had. Um, And, again, I've said this before, you know, it's been tough on me, and I'm not the one playing, so I can only imagine. So I think having that, you know, having sort of an unexpected back-to-back at Bridgestone Arena this week with the rescheduled game against Columbus, there's a lot of, a lot of factors there and again none of that is an excuse that you'll ever hear from the guys but you know they they just need to be able to kind of give consistent efforts and that's not even just game to game that's even within games you talk about streaking i mean they can mm-hmm. be streaky even within a single game it can be you know <laughs> and you'll hear that what is oh the first period we we were great Second period was awful. Third period was okay, or you know any combination thereof. So I think 
that's that's got to be the biggest thing is first finding that consistency and not letting their foot off the gas as simple as that sounds I mean I think that's really that's really the key there uh lastly for me Emma happy birthday uh I've, <laughs> I've been reading and I see today just happens to be uh the day of your birth and also you happen to share it with a couple of other very famous Tennesseans and uh, one Dolly Parton, the icon, and the other icon, Pete Weber, uh, also celebrating a birthday. H- how are you dealing with that up there? And I know one of your favorite places, St. Louis, Missouri. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it's, I was <laughs> commenting on that earlier. First of all, thank you for the birthday wishes. I almost, you know, I was looking at, you know, I've known for my whole life that I've shared a birthday with Dolly. Um, but, and that was, you know, pressure enough. But then you add in Pete Weber. I'm like, man, should I, I feel not worthy. I'm like, should I just celebrate my birthday on like another day or something? Like I just, you know, it's, <laughs> I don't feel worthy to share with them. So, um, but yeah, it's, uh, we're in lovely St. Louis. Um, <laughs> it's, it's a little cloudy, a little rainy, a little cold. Mm. Can't, it's also can't known as, Thursday. That's known as Thursday in St. Louis. Thursday in January. Yeah. Um, our... It's okay. You don't have to sugarcoat it. We've it's been all right. We've it, been there. It's okay. We've been there. It's okay. It's okay. I was our, telling our, I was telling Darren earlier, I know that arena is one of your favorites in all the NHL. I know you've made a comment about that in the past. So, uh, I, I, you know, just happy birthday, and I hope you find some joy there in St. Louis tonight for sure. Well, thank you. And, you know, I've, I've talked to some people and, you know, even some of the guys have wished me happy birthday today and they say like, hope you have a great day. And I say, well, no pressure, but that's kind of entirely dependent on how you guys do tonight. So mm, There you go. Um, Good. Well, Good for you. We'll <laughs> Put a little pressure on them tonight. I like that. I like motivation. that. A little motivation. By the way, how's yeah. the Wi-Fi in the arena? Is it even better? Can you at least tweet out things on your birthday? Oh, gosh, I hope so. <laughs> um, I was there this morning, and it seemed to be working okay. So, fingers crossed, it's still going to be working with a lot more people in the building tonight. Yeah. So if it was just we'll, okay we'll for morning skate, yeah. 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 No. <laughs> Guess they haven't well, fixed it, Justin. Okay, I said, you know. you know, I tried to pay, you know, maybe they fixed it since the last time I was Update there. Update that router there. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite. Haven't switched over. Hopefully, dial in. Well, Emma, happy birthday! Thanks for working on your birthday. Absolutely. Enjoy the game tonight, and we'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank you, guys. Emma Lincoln, Predators beat writer in St. Louis. Preds birthday Blues woman tonight, birthday seven princess. o'clock. Yes. Uh, Dolly Parton, as you mentioned, seventy-seven. Yes. Today, Emma is younger. Emma is younger. <laughs> she is. <laughs> A lot younger than Dolly. <laughs> Pete Weber is younger than Dolly Parton. Yes. And we'll just leave it at that. Yeah, they will stay there. Happy birthday, Pete Weber, as well. Without question. We'll come back. Phone lines are open. We're wide open the rest of the hour. 615-844-5600. 844-5600. What's on your mind on this Thursday as you listen to The McFarland Show on WNSR? 
Are you looking for a trusted partner who knows AT&T business inside and out? ABS Communications is an organization built on the premise that telecom solutions and working with companies like AT&T can often be complicated and the customer needs someone to help them navigate through these complexities. They make complex simple. Whether it's helping maintain, manage, or secure your business, ABS Communications is here to help all your business telecom and mobility needs. Their business was built with the goal of simplifying the process of connectivity for the customer and establishing a long long-term relationship of trust through transparency and accountability. ABS Communications is a top five AT&T authorized agent with over 200 years of AT&T technical experience. You can call Mark and the gang at 615-349-8588 or you can visit their website at abscomcomm.net. And remember, mention the McFarland Show to ABS and you could get up to $250 in a Visa gift card for new ABS business customers. Today on Hey Culligan, reverse to reduce. Here's Bob. Hey Culligan, I love fresh water, but I got plastic bottles coming out. Whoa, Bob, you are not kidding about the bottles. But did you know Culligan's reverse osmosis and always-on drinking water systems provide fresh, clean, delicious drinking water and help reduce the equivalent of over 15 billion plastic bottles from landfills worldwide? Holy fresh, environmentally friendly drinking water. Am I right? Right, Bob. And we're already on the way. Let us help you out with a free in-home water test from a local Culligan water expert at Culligan.com. Hi, this is Joe Cordell with the law firm Cordell & Cordell. Divorce can be complicated, especially if children are involved. If you're a father and want to protect your role in your children's lives, remember Cordell & Cordell. We've helped men with matters like these for 30 years, and we'd love to help you. Contact Cordell & Cordell to schedule an appointment with one of our firm's Nashville area attorneys, a partner men can count on. 810 Crescent Center Drive, Suite 160, Franklin, Tennessee, 37067. Online at CordellCordell.com. With 13 locations nationally, including Smyrna, Star Leasing Company is a semi-trailer one-stop shop and the perfect place to build a career as a semi-trailer mechanic. Seeking candidates with all levels of experience, Star Leasing Company has a semi-trailer technician trainee program with sign-on and quarterly bonuses and other opportunities such as $1,000 for having a yearly physical. The package also includes 401k with company match, health, dental, and vision insurance, competitive pay with weekly paychecks, and paid holidays and time off. Star Leasing Company, not your typical semi-trailer leasing company. It's StarLeasing.com to learn more. It's the afternoon stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. I have not met you, Andrew, but I'd love to meet you someday. Yes, sir. What story do you want to tell him, Clay? Oh, about how you got ejected? Well, just how passionate of a Vanderbilt fan I am. He's so passionate that he is not able to attend games. Is that fair, Clay? That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> the afternoon stretch. Afternoon stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. We were talking during the break. When you think about Dolly Parton, it is really hard to be that famous. And really, I can't think of anybody that ever has anything bad to say. Like, ever. No. Ever. Like, nobody says anything bad about Dolly Parton. It's amazing to be at that level for that long. And everybody seems to love you. She is universally she is universally yeah. beloved. Yeah. And so I asked you, I said, is there like, I mean, that, that list is so small. Not big. I said, is there anybody you can think of that's even 
close to like somebody else that we could put in that category. And you, I thought you brought up a good one. You said Garth Brooks. Garth Brooks. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Garth Brooks also universally beloved. Basically universally Basically. beloved, yeah. By, you know, I'm I sure know. you could find somebody with something maybe. I've never heard it. But, never you seen know, it. it's. Eh. Is there anybody else? Is there a sports figure that we could think of that is universally wildly uh, famous and universally loved? I, I would have to think real. Um, nobody who jumps nobody top comes of mind, to mind, right? Not top of mind. No, um, no, no. no. I, you know, I, Hank Aaron was 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 fairly close to that. I haven't heard a lot of people say. Yeah. Negative things about Hank Aaron. Uh, I, I've met Hank Aaron one time. It was amazing. Um, and all the energy I've known around him before he passed, obviously, was was very positive and strong. But that's about... Do you, th- do you think... I imagine somebody's got something negative to say about Hank somewhere. <laughs> do you think maybe life after playing has helped him maybe... Drift towards this category, Peyton, maybe drift no, just in no, the vicinity. No, 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 okay. no, 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 no. There's there's plenty of people with negative things to say about. I, about I know Peyton. playing days for sure, but I'm wondering since he's done, you know, SNL and all these commercials yeah. and the pot, the Manning cast and other stuff. Is it yeah. helping him kind of get in that category? Yeah, maybe, possibly, uh, maybe. It's a stretch. He's, he's that not, was the best I could do he's for not, sports. He's not Garth or Dolly. No, no, no. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just trying to think of an athlete. I'm trying to think of a professional right. athlete. We'll think about it some more. Yeah. All right, let's go to – let's see. Nate is in Columbia. Nate, what's up? What's up, guys? Darren, I saw Peyton Manning, too, but then I saw of all those Foxborough people who you're either a Peyton lover – or you're a Brady lover. I yeah. felt like that's how it was. So I just I don't I'm not. I mean, there's got to be. I don't know. Maybe not. There's do, just got to be an athlete, ever, right? I mean, I mean, Freddie Freeman's not to the level of fame. Yeah, no. Well, those days are way enough. gone. He's those not famous. He's enough. not famous enough, no. and those days are gone. Now, no, no, but now that he I, left I, Atlanta, I say, I've never really heard that much bad about him before the trade, at least. Um. That that may be true. Obviously, with one fan base, you know he was yeah. Mount Rushmore. But yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't. But he's still like, I don't want to. I don't want to diminish Freddie Freeman's career. But I mean, we're trying to think big. Yeah, big. I mean, he's yeah. a he's yeah. a star, yeah. but he's not like yeah. you know. We're thinking all time. Yeah. You know, big, Hall big, of Fame big. almost. I mean, just yeah. really big guys. Like I mentioned, Hank Aaron. That's big. You know, somebody of. Of that ilk, uh, would you put Aaron Judge at that ilk? I mean, obviously not everybody loves him, but everybody but, doesn't uh, love. You know what I mean? Everybody doesn't yeah, love Aaron, yeah. Judge, Aaron Judge. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. We'll just but, keep thinking. Uh, we'll anyway, think about it. Yeah, keep going here, Nate. So, I've never, uh, from what I can remember, from the time I've started watching hockey, with a player coming off the assistance program. I've never had or thought of anyone that has actually been claimed off of waivers. And I know that the waivers is just a kind of a formality. 
But, I mean, can Darren, can you think of anyone that's been ever claimed after coming off the player assistance program? No, and there was somebody else I'm drawing blank. Somebody else who came out the same time this week as Michael McCarron, and he, he too was put on waivers. I think you have to. It's 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 league formality. Yeah. And then he passed to, and I, again, I'm drawing blanks on who it was. I know there was another player. To answer your question, no, no, I can't. You, I can't think. Do of you anyone. think? Do you think if a player? that was of higher ilk, like Austin Matthews or someone of that level, if not higher, do you think teams would actually consider picking them up or do the teams understand? That's, an that's what I was – yeah, that's where I was going to go with that. I kind of feel like there would be an understanding like, hey, you know, like you're not really going to do that, are you? Like our dude is coming out of – player assistance program you're really you're not going to really claim him i that's the way i feel i don't really know the inner workings on that nate so that was my first thought uh is that what is that well i was gonna say and you have to think that the team that does that risks all the other teams looking at you and be like we don't want to do business with you (laughs) later later in the season or you know seasons to come yeah, it's a good question. I don't I don't really know the inner workings on that and I don't have an answer on if that's actually happened. It's a really good question though. I just I can't think of anything off the top of my head of where that's ever happened. And I don't really know. That's a honestly it's a David Poyle question. If David was coming on, I would I would ask him because I do think it's an interesting question. Maybe we'll try to get I mean, him on next week. Well, I was going to say I'd ask the um the guy from Sportsnet, I'm not going to say his name because I don't know if I can on this station. But, yeah, yeah, the, the guy that comes in that, comes into Nashville off of Sportsnet. I, well, I, I definitely have a question for him, too. Yeah, there, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of guys like, like Elliot yeah. that we could ask that question to. But I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll look into it. I think it's a good question. I mean, I can, I can reach out to somebody and see if I can get an answer on it. All right. Y'all have a great weekend, guys. Right. You too. Pay attention to the weather because it's January, and I want to go swimming. <laughs> well, it's, yeah. The last three days, yeah. it's almost felt like swimming weather. Weather, really? You know? Yeah, I've got a murky pool out back. I could try and dive into. <laughs> well, with all the rain overnight. By the way, I didn't know that it poured all night last. Oh yeah, night. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Like we were out. Early this morning, I was like, "Why are all this? There's standing water everywhere." Yeah, I was it like, poured, "Yeah, about three, four hours." Yeah, and my wife was like, "Yeah, it poured all night." I was yeah. like, "Really?" She's like, "Yeah, well, at least that's what they said this morning on the yeah. news." Oh yeah, poured all night. Because neither one of us heard it. I mean, we didn't hear any rain. Yeah. So anyway, all right, Nate. Thanks for Y'all calling. Have a great weekend, guys. Yep, you too. Let's go to Eric. Eric is up next. What's up? I, I don't know if she's the level of that thing. One person I could think of that's become really famous, everybody loved in later years, of course, was Betty White. Of course, she passed oh, away a couple years ago. Betty White. That's a good but one. That's a good Eric. one. Yeah, yeah. That's a yeah, good yeah, one. Because People she, have she did a lot the, of positive. Like, of course, the Mary Tyler Moore show, she's remembered for that. Of course. She also did the Golden Girls. Of course. Hot in Cleveland. Of she course. was just happy. Got throws everything, whether it was movies, commercial. Everybody wanted her for everything. Yeah, she even hosted Saturday Night Live. That's <laughs> actually that's a good one. That's yeah. a good one. Late nineties. Yeah, very positive. May Betty yeah, yeah. rest in peace. Absolutely, that's yeah, a good yeah. one. And if she was alive, yeah. she would be in that category. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I don't know two others, of course, no longer with us. Whether you think of those or not, of course, 
few others have been below for people like maybe Lucille Ball, Doris Day, and Bob Hope. So I don't know if they would be equate that category or not, but those are just some I threw out there. Guys, um, I just wanted to see if you heard that interesting thing that Colin Cowherd said earlier today. Uh, I no. Did not. No. no. Here was the thing. I was flipping through. He says some things. Sometimes I agree with, sometimes I don't, but he throws out some interesting stuff. But I happened to be flipping through this right before storyline news. I didn't catch the entire thing. But, of course, he was talking about, of course, the fact that Brock Purdy was the starting quarterback of the 49ers. And, of course, everybody knows Jimmy Garoppolo was gone. But he was talking about Trey Lance and basically he said that Trey Lance had sent out some sort of cryptic tweet. Oh, apparently yeah. this cryptic tweet, he wants to come to the Tennessee Titans. That's well, not something I'm wishing for or whatever, but that's according to that. Oh, that no. was, he no, was that's talking been about out the there. show today. Yeah. Okay, but hold on. Let's yeah. talk about this. because. Sure. I was told somebody – I forgot who reached out to me and said, hey, did you see Trey Lance's tweet? Yeah. Now, here's the thing. I've got a Trey Lance's Twitter account. That tweet mm-hmm. does not exist. So I don't know if he deleted it or was this somewhere else? Was this Instagram? Was it on I, another I, I, social I, media platform? It was, it was, I, I, I have no idea. I don't, I don't know what he said or whatever. I just have to catch the tail end because Colin Coward – Are you talking about the fingers crossed that- emoji? Is that what you're talking about? I guess I I don't know, but I I, I didn't like I, said, I didn't see the whole thing. I caught the tail end of it. Somebody reached out to me and said, "What'd you think of Trey Lance's finger fingers crossed emoji?" And I was like, oh, "I didn't I didn't see that." So I went to his Twitter account, and that that tweet is not there. That tweet okay, does so not I, exist unless I, I, he deleted it or it was on another social media platform. I, I just kind of thought it was interesting. I was flipping through Colin Con- Hubbard and I saw Titans. I said, "What is this?" And you know. So, but I, you know, I just, just mentioned only because, like I said, it was it talk, Colin Coward mentioned the show today. I wish I'd seen the whole thing talked about it, but like I said, I was flipping through and caught the tail end of it, whatever. But I saw that uh, headline. So, yeah, it was a, from my understanding, it was an Instagram post that he had put up. And basically, it was just wishing, um, you know, the good luck essentially to, to, to Rand Carthen. Uh, the new yeah, GM as he's yeah. moving on. Now, you know, whether or not there was a, hey, take me with you, uh, you know, no, those words weren't were not part of the tweet <laughs> at all. Mm. It was all emo- emojis, and you know, and people can read into it what they want to read into it. You know, I, I think I took it as, hey, good luck mm. to you. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed, and, you know, yeah, yeah. hopefully everything goes well for you. Yeah, I, I just yeah, yeah. honestly okay. – look, I, I'm not going to pretend to know – I don't know Trey mm-hmm. Lance. I don't know what's in his head. Mm-hmm. I, I've i said good luck to people a lot in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. I just – I don't think of fingers crossed when I think of good luck. Fair enough. You know, I mean, that Thanks. just – that seems – considering his circumstance, right? Like, it yeah. seems yeah. – I don't know. It seems pretty clear, I think. Yeah. Like, I don't think he's going to be the starter, right? I mean, I think yeah, yeah. they're going to yeah, roll yeah. with Purdy until Purdy. he flames out or yeah, never yeah, flames yeah. out. I don't know. Yeah. Guys, one last thing, and I'll ask this and get off. you let you talk about it. You may have already talked about this because, like I said, I'm just getting in for the grocery store, so I don't know if you talk about this early. The fact that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers find Brian Leskowitz and also find opposed to some other guys on defense. A lot of people think this move was made that, Tom Brady, we want you back. Now, the course report is he's going to go to the Raiders. I've heard other reports saying that uh, last night some wild rumors, some saying to go back to the Patriots, which I don't believe, and that they were going to try and trade and get DeAndre Hopkins and T. Higgins, one or the other both, which I don't believe. And I've heard other people throwing out the fact 
And I, I don't think it was because Miami lost a draft pick over this about him going still going to the Dolphins because his wife and his family's there. And joining with Sean Payton is just insane how all this stuff is talked. But just wanted to get your thoughts about Tampa Bay firing Byron Leftwich. Uh, like I said, with the moves they made trying to get Tom Brady back. Uh, guys, good talk to you. Y'all take care, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Eric. Uh, I do not believe for a minute he's going back to Tampa. I don't. I just don't see it. I think that that ship has run its course. I think it's over in Tampa. If Tom comes back, I don't pretend to know where he's going to end up because we can't laugh at all these crazy things that Eric threw out there. We can throw out our opinions, but we can't laugh because no one was predicting Tampa. No. Okay? No one. No, no. no one. Let me repeat that. No one was saying, hey, don't forget about Tampa. Tom's probably going to go to the Bucks." No. So – do I think it's crazy that he would go back to the Patriots? Yeah, I think it's crazy. I don't think it'll happen. I don't. I don't think <laughs> that's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, I think it's crazy. Do I think I do? I, do. I think it's crazy, and it's not going to happen. But that's my opinion. Do I think the Dolphins is crazy? Yeah, it's crazy. He's not going there. Look, they they got in trouble. Like that would just be an awful, awful look. And the Dolphins have been coming out saying, "Guys, Tua is our quarterback." Tua is our quarterback. Let's all say it together. Tua, Tua is, is our quarterback. quarterback. Okay. And they got in trouble for tampering and all that stuff. Yeah. Like, that just would be it'd be a bad look. I just don't think that's going to happen. So, I'm going to rule out the Dolphins. I don't believe he's coming here for the reasons I stated a couple days ago on the show. But I didn't say it's a 0.0% chance. I give it somewhere in the 0.1 to 0.9% chance. So you're saying there's a chance. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Less than 1%. <laughs> I believe, I don't believe he's going to go to the 49ers. I know people are like, hey, he's from Northern California. Well, that's yeah, great. Yes. But, you know, that doesn't mean that, you know, he's going back home. I believe if he's going to play, mm-hmm. the Raiders came out and moved on from their quarterback. They, they did. Told, Derek Carr said goodbye. Yes. I'm out of here. Why would he not go to the Raiders where he knows the head coach very, very well? Mm-hmm. He has an elite receiver, elite tight end when healthy, and a running back that was that ran for the most yards in the league this past season. He has weapons. He has a slot receiver in Hunter Renfro. He's more equipped there than anywhere else. I mean, well, the Dolphins are equipped. Sure. They're equipped, but I don't believe he's going to the Dolphins. If he's coming back, in my opinion, he would go to the Raiders. It's a wild card out there, and that's the owner of the football team. And the owner of the football team of the Raiders. Is this Washington? Oh, they're not the football team anymore, are they? No, no, I mean the owner of the Las Vegas Raiders, um, Mr. Davis, has, uh, you know. A a, bad haircut. You know, listen, he's unpredictable, shall we say. That's a one description of him. Yes. Yes. And, you know, I don't know how Tom Brady feels about him in particular, and I wonder if he'd be willing to overlook some of the things. But I'm just saying, uh, I I wonder about that. And I don't know where he's going either. I really don't. I I mean, the Raiders is as good a guess as anybody else, Um, or it could be another complete, total wild card team that we have no idea about that has been talking to him for a couple of years and they've decided to finally go ahead and get together like Green Bay out of nowhere. Like, why would he go to Green Bay? 
it, it makes no sense. I don't know why he would go to Green Bay. Because Aaron Rodgers left. Yes, but, I mean, it makes no – I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. Detroit. He just ends up in Detroit and, and upgrading Detroit somehow. Why would he go to Detroit? I don't know. Why would he go anywhere? I, I think it's a complete open space at this point for him. Really? Well, like I said, Tom Brady was unpredictable the last go-around, so – no, I don't have he a clue. He may be unpredictable. Here's the, here's the other part of this. The way this this whole thing unfolded, and I know he had a lot of personal issues going on. Yeah. But we'd also have to look at this Tom Brady and say, this is not the best Tom Brady we've seen. No. He seems possibly like a guy who looks 45. Possibly. 45-ish, yeah. 45-ish. Yeah. He'll be 46 going into next season. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. Depends I mean, on what you're asking him to do, though. If you're asking him to carry your team, I'm not sure he can do that. If you're asking him to sort of be a facilitator and someone who can rise up occasionally and, and put together a really great drive down the stretch, you know, I think he's capable of doing that. But is he going to go back to 5,000 yards and 50 touchdowns and, and four interceptions? No, that Tom Brady's gone. If he throws 66 times a game, he could. Well, I guess, but, you know, now you've abandoned, but I guess I guess that's where we are anyway. That's a bad recipe, by the way. Yeah. I wouldn't think so. It typically doesn't work. I wouldn't think so. Yeah. But he can end up anywhere. Honestly, anywhere. The no. Jets need a quarterback. Why would he go to the Jets? Jets have some pieces. I, I don't know. I mean, just it's it's a really wide open situation. By the way, the Jets need an OC, too. They do. And you see know, what Elijah Moore said about the, No, I didn't. The OC on the way out the No, door. I didn't see that. No. <laughs> Look at Devlin. What look at what Devlin's doing. That's basically what Jeez. Elijah Moore did. Jeez. Okay. That's uh, not F C C friendly. All right. No, it was not. Okay. It was not. Uh speaking of, you know, people can just go anywhere. Araldus Chapman has signed a one year deal with the Kansas City Royals. Wow. Speaking of can go anywhere. Listen, I'm I'm a Cub fan. I'm never going to say anything bad about Mr. Chapman ever. He he can do no wrong for me. Yeah. So yeah. whatever he wants to do is okay with me. One year, $3.75 million. Give that man every penny. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was 2016, though. Hey, listen. That's seven years The the, the ban- Listen, the banner is still up, okay? I'm fine. I'm just telling you that's not the same Chapman. Probably not. No, it's not probably. It's not. It's not. You can drop the probably. He can do, he can do no wrong. He can do no wrong. All right. We'll come back. 615-844-5600. More of the McFarland Show next. Are you tired of your current vehicle? Maybe looking for a new or pre-owned vehicle? Hey guys, it's Zach. Hayes Nissan of Rivergate is the best choice for your vehicle needs. Located at 1550 Calton Pike North in Madison, Hayes Nissan of Rivergate has been serving the Middle Tennessee community for over three decades. That gives you confidence that Hayes Nissan of Rivergate can find the perfect vehicle for your lifestyle and your budget. Their friendly and knowledgeable staff will make sure you are taken care of. I should know because I've seen it firsthand. 
Every vehicle I've purchased has been from Hayes Nissan of Rivergate, and I love the entire process. Now, I don't want you to forget about their award-winning parts and service department. It has everything you need to get you back on the road. Go visit them on the web at NissanOfRivergate.com. They're open there 24-7, 365 days a year. Or give them a call at 615-865-7220. Again, that number is 615-865-7220. That's Hayes Nissan of Rivergate, where your dollar always goes farther. They say they'll get your biggest tax refund. Jackson Hewitt says your biggest tax refund guaranteed and a chance to double your tax refund. Thousands in weekly prizes during the double your refund sweepstakes. Your biggest refund times two, twice the money. So forget about them. File your taxes on the double at Jackson Hewitt today. No purchase necessary to enter or win. Open to U.S. residents 18 or older who file a 2022 federal tax return. Promotion ends 4223. Visit jacksonhewitt.com for rules. Hi, this is Joe Cordell with the law firm Cordell & Cordell. When the prospect of divorce becomes a reality, you need a partner that you can count on. If you're a man in this situation, consider contacting Cordell & Cordell. We've helped men navigate complex legal matters for 30 years. Contact Cordell & Cordell to schedule an appointment with one of our firm's Nashville area attorneys, a partner men can count on, 810 Crescent Center Drive, Suite 160, Franklin, Tennessee, 37067. Online at CordellCordell.com. Dazzling diamonds, royal rubies, elegant emeralds, and stunning sapphires. Now's the time to discover an exquisite variety of radiant prize-winning jewels that are set to take your breath away. This gorgeous one-of-a-kind display won't be found at the finest jewelry stores, but rather at your nearest Tennessee Lottery retailer with Jumbo Bucks Jewels Instant Games. Collect glistening top prizes of up to $300,000 and make every win sparkle. Only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. It's the Afternoon Stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. I have not met you, Andrew, but I'd love to meet you someday. Yes, sir. What story are you want to tell down. Clay? Oh, about how you got ejected? Well, just how passionate of a Vanderbilt fan I am. He's so passionate that he is not able to attend games. Is that fair, Clay? That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> the Afternoon Stretch. Afternoon Stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. <laughs> Sounds like an 80s song. Yes, or 80s video game. An 80s video game. An 80s video. Yes. On MTV. Yes. Back when they played music. Yes. That was interesting. Music, television, video? MTV, is that? Yeah, well, no, just music, television. TV stands for television. Okay. <laughs> okay. No, I... I when I said it, I was like, Just it doesn't the pause, sound- the pause in your mind. Well, because. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. I thought it was. Yeah. It was like all the lights came on yeah. <laughs> at the same time. I just got unplugged. Oh, man. <laughs> I just put. Said a moment of deep contemplation right there. I'm just like. Did you see the look when I oh. said that? I was like, oh. Uh, and then you uh, said, oh. oh. Crap. Uh, the Colts have requested an interview with Bengals OC Brian Callahan. The Colts have requested an interview for everybody. By the way, OC stands for offensive coordinator. <laughs> Television. <laughs> 
OCV? No. 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 OTV? No. 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 Okay. Uh, The man you've heard on a promo in every break during our show. Let's go to Clay. Superstar. Clay, what's up? Boys, how we doing today? Doing great, I was doing good until I started talking about MTV. Now, Darren, tell me me something. I've not been officially... Introduced to your sidekick there. So okay. Tell me who well, I is. gotta be a sidekick, man. <laughs> <laughs> You're just getting introduced like this. My boo, just Justin. What, what are we talking about? <laughs> Hi, Clay. Good to see, good to hear from you, Clay. <laughs> just call me Robin, Clay. Good to be here. <laughs> <laughs> is that your brother? <laughs> yes. Man. Yes, it is. Yep. We're. Yep. Yes. Yep. No, just just call me Scotty Pippen. If you yes. come to Strike and Spare tomorrow, you'll see we're twins. Yes, you'll see the resemblance. McFarlane, McFarlane and McFarlane. Uh, how do you guys see the uh, – I think it's interesting. Um, how do you guys see the Dallas-San Francisco game? I think it's really intriguing. Um, you know, if Dak can play turnover-free football – and Dallas's defense plays well like they did in the first game, but more importantly, too, their kicking situation, you know, can be solid. Um, I keep wondering if, you know, the 49ers are on a roll. I keep wondering if Brock Purdy – is that his first name, Brock? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Yeah, if he has a, you know, wake-up moment because as you go further – and further into the playoff, the pressure just dials up that much more. So how, how do y'all see this playing out? I'm just curious. Okay. Uh, I believe, Clay, that San Francisco is going to win. I believe San Francisco is going to win and cover the three and a half. Uh, San Francisco has been the best team. They've won 11 in a row. Their defense is lights out in the second half. Lights out. You can't score on them. They've been the best defense. I know everybody's waiting for Brock Purdy to to show up and be the last pick in the draft. I get yeah. it. I, I understand waiting that. Waiting for him to turn into a pumpkin. Yeah. Like, when is midnight but, getting here, for goodness sake? And maybe that happens, but I don't believe it's happening this weekend. Not Sunday in San Francisco. I, look, the, four, the Cowboys have been up and down this season. They have. They have games where they look like world beaters, mm-hmm. and they have games where you go, what was that? And so I'm not ready to anoint them that they're back and, oh, my gosh, they're fixed and they're going to pull off the upset because they beat Tampa. Tampa was lousy, and I predicted they would beat the Bucks. I don't believe they're going to beat the 49ers. That's my take. Dallas is, Dallas is trying to go somewhere – you know, where they haven't been since 1995, not only have they not made the Super Bowl, they haven't made the NFC Championship game. Dallas is loaded with talent on the offensive side of the football and defense too, but on the offensive side of the football. They are supposed to be able to go out and put up 30 points a game with some of the pieces that they have. Now, whether or not they can actually bring it all together and do it at a time it counts, well, they've never been able to do it before. So, it's to me, this is the now or never game for the Dallas Cowboys. And I mean that. They've got everybody in their prime. They've got everybody as healthy as they're going to be. They've got the Super Bowl winning head coach. 
they got to go win this game. If they don't go win this game, then, you know, then blow it up and start over, honestly, because you're not going to get a better opportunity. San Francisco's a great team. In theory, they're supposed to have a seventh-round quarterback, in theory. But he hasn't looked like that. He's looked incredibly poised and prepared to go out and play football games for the 49ers. So I would think I'm going to say Dallas is going to win the game simply because this is a game they're supposed to win if you are who they are supposed to be as an organization. After all this time. Blame it on the Botox, man. You know, I love the team, hate the owner. Jerry Jones is the Botox man. Yeah, well, yeah, he's a lot of things, yeah, and that's one of them. Yeah, can't deny that. <laughs> can't deny that. He's See certainly you. had some work done. See you, boys. Have a good day. All right, Clay. Thank, thank you, Clay. You too. One thing I do feel very comfortable about, I want to see what the official. Uh, We're looking for the line yeah, there. Yeah, over, under, um, over, under. 46 over, under. and a half, I take the under. 46 and a half. I think it's going to be low scoring. Those so two that would defenses. be 27 to 20, something like that. 46 no, and a half. Well, that, that would be, be the over. over. Yeah. That would be the over. So I think it's going to be the under. I would take the under 46 and a half. So you're going 24 to 20 is what you're saying, or 24 to 17. I just or, think it's going to be really low scoring. Low scoring Those, these two defenses can get after it. They can. Oh, they're loaded on both ends here. So you know, we'll, we'll have to see what happens with that. I would go, Clay, that's what I feel the most. I, I, I'm going with the 49ers. I'm not, my mind is not going to change. 49ers are going to beat, sorry, Eric, earmuffs. 49ers are going to beat the Cowboys. I think they're even going to cover. But I feel strongly about them winning. I don't feel as strong about covering. I feel strong about under. So in this order, 49ers money line, so they just have to win, followed by the under, 46-and-a-half, and then covering the three-and-a-half. That's my order of... Hmm. strong, how hmm. strong I feel. Hmm. Covering the three and a half is the one I feel the least strongest about. Hmm. But winning the game and the, being the under, I feel very strong on. A lot of pressure. There you L- go. A lot of pressure on the Cowboys. More pressure on the Cowboys than the 49ers. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, I would agree with yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I agree. Well, there's always pressure on the Cowboys. No always. But, the, no, there's a – they're so in my mind. They're supposed to win this game if you're them. Uh, to go out and get beat by San Francisco, it wouldn't be like a disaster. But they're supposed to go win this game in theory. But we'll see. Keyword in theory. In theory. All right, we'll come back. Step away. Final time. Back to wrap up Thursday's edition of the McFarland Show next. It's never a bad time to have a good time at Strike and Spare Family Fun Center. And that's exactly what WNSR Nashville Sports Radio will be doing Friday, January 20th. With not one, but two shows broadcasting live from Tusculum Lanes on Nolensville Pike. That's right. The Greg Pogue and John Burton Show from 9 to 11. The McFarland Show with Darren and Justin from 2 to 4. Both shows broadcasting live from Tusculum Lanes. And you're invited to come bowl, eat, drink, and just hang out with the guys and WNSR listeners and receive a discount on bowling and food during the broadcast. That's Friday, January 20th. The Greg Pogue and John Burton Show from 9 to 11. The McFarland Show with Darren and Justin from 2 to 4. Two shows, one location, one station. Broadcasting live from Strike and Spare Tusculum Lanes. Located at 5315 Nolensville Pike. Friday the 20th. On the road, on the air, and everywhere. With WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio. (laughs) 
It's never a bad time to have a good time at Strike and Spare Family Fun Center. And that's exactly what WNSR Nashville Sports Radio will be doing Friday, January 20th. With not one, but two shows broadcasting live from Tusculum Lanes on Nolansville Pike. That's right. The Greg Pogue and John Burton Show from 9 to 11. The McFarland Show with Darren and Justin from 2 to 4. Both shows broadcasting live from Tusculum Lanes. And you're invited to come bowl, eat, drink, and just hang out with the guys and WNSR listeners and receive a discount on bowling and food during the broadcast. That's Friday, January 20th. The Greg Pogue and John Burton Show from 9 to 11. The McFarland Show with Darren and Justin from 2 to 4. Two shows, one location, one station. Broadcasting live from Strike and Spare Tusculum Lanes. Located at 5315 Nolansville Pike. Friday the 20th. On the road, on the air, and everywhere. With WNSR. Nashville Sports Radio. Needing a snow day? How about a dough day? Instant games from the Tennessee Lottery are bringing winning flurries and drips of cold hard cash. With chances at breathtaking top prizes up to $4 million. Sled to your nearest Tennessee Lottery retailer and score a chance at a dough day. Only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. Hey guys, it's Zach from the Afternoon Stretch. I want to invite you to T-Line Thursday, January 26th to join Bruno Reagan and myself for our live show. T-Line is located at 106 Duluth Avenue in Nashville and we will be there from 4 to 6 p.m. and you can meet Bruno and me, most importantly me, in person. Come hang out, enjoy the great food, games, and join the fun with us January 26th from 4 to 6 p.m. live from Nashville's first curling venue, T-Line Nashville. The three of us have been racking our brains trying to come up with, you know, we, we happy birthday, Dolly Parton. More importantly, happy birthday, Pete Weber. Happy birthday, Emma Lincoln, who joined us to begin this hour. Mm-hmm. People that are universally beloved. Yeah. And who are wildly famous. Dolly Parton. Yes. Garth Brooks. Mm, legendary. Eric called in with one. Betty White, Betty I White. think. We're, no, not I think. She was in that category. Absolutely. But we've been trying to come up with a sports figure, and I've got to be honest. We have not really, I think, come up with a solid selection. I mean, Hank Aaron, I understand that. I, mm-hmm. I, I get that. But he wasn't beloved until way later. Yeah. Way, way later. Yeah. And I don't know if he's ever going to be universally Much like Ali, beloved. Muhammad Ali, but it was way later, and he was hated by a ton of people yeah. during his life. I think there was a time. <laughs> Boy, let me be careful. Let me think about I'm this for a sure you want to say whatever you well, think. I don't even I, know what you're thinking. But I'm talking be about because we both remember his heyday. Okay. Where I think he was universally beloved or Mike? people were, yeah. Yeah. Enamored no. with. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Everybody was enamored with Mike Tyson. Oh. <laughs> who, who are you talking about? Who are you talking about? Mike who? Michael Jeffrey Jordan. No. Born in Brooklyn, no. raised in North Carolina. No, third that's... third overall pick of the Chicago Bulls. Six yes. NBA championships. Yes, you know. but I don't think 
I don't know. I know. But no, he's not universally. Yeah. Bel- no, he's not. But the reason, and let me tell you, Darren, in the last 15 seconds You don't here, think in the, his height or his heyday, Mike Tyson, for like a window, like five years, everybody thought he was the greatest ever. Everybody loved I, him, I, no? I think the hype train was high. I don't okay, think a lot okay. of people respect it. But I think what happens is in, in competitive sports, you're always going to have somebody, another camp against you. And even when you're great, they're not going to like you. And I think that's the reason why this happens. I got one, but unfortunately it's gone south here of late and he's no longer in that category. Phil Mickelson. Oh, Phil Mickelson wasn't famous on the level of these other people. He's pretty. He was not, he's not, I'm not saying he's not a big deal. He was a big deal. But he's not Jordan and Garth Brooks. Well, he's pretty darn famous. Yeah. He's but not yeah. Tiger. He went Tiger famous. All right, that'll do it for our show today. Have a great rest of your Thursday. We'll see you tomorrow at Strike and Spare. Oh,